Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and happy Friday. It is Friday, the 20th of November. Thanksgiving is right around. Ooh, Ashton, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving this year? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, uh, at the moment, we're going to go to Jenny's grandparents' house on the south side of Holland. That sounds very nice. That that will be pretty much it, I think. Are you guys going to share a meal? I think we're, at this moment, we're going to share a meal. But, you know, with uh, with the things going on in the world, uh, you know, that could change. Uh-huh. But at, you know, at this everything could change. Day, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus could moment, return. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, guys, you guys could, yeah, who knows what would happen between now and then. But as for now, your plan is to eat food. Yes, uh, what, eat food and watch football. <laughs> is there a favorite uh, element of yours of the, the Thanksgiving feast? Uh, stuffing. Stuffing. I love stuffing. Yeah, me too. I think and that's I lo- the best. I love to, I love to mix. I am a mixer. Okay. Where I need to put the, the mashed potatoes, corn and stuffing and gravy all have to be mixed together in a big slop. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I, I like the slop. Okay. You know, one of my, I mean, stuffing is definitely my favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal proper. But really my favorite part is the next day. When, when I was a kid, we would go down and have Thanksgiving with my family who was anywhere from a four to six hour drive away. Mm-hmm. And so we'd, we'd drive down there, we'd have a big Thanksgiving meal and the next day we'd have to pack sandwiches for the car ride home. And we'd always make sandwiches out of the leftovers of the meal. Have you ever done this? So like, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you done? Uh, well, I mean, I, yeah, the, just the, the, yeah, the mass amounts of turkey leftovers. Yeah, I remember. Yes. You, know, you have turkeys. You have turkey for every meal for like almost four consecutive days. Yeah. So we do, we do sandwiches with, you know, uh, tomato and lettuce and mayonnaise and stuff. But then in the middle, we'd put stuffing and, uh, you know, sweet potatoes and cranberry sauce and, um, and turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy. And that would be the big sandwiches on the way home. So that's what I always look forward to. Is the- Here's like a submarine sandwich bun for that to hold all that together. <laughs> I don't know how we did it. Yeah, they, they, they fell apart pretty quickly. But anyway, those are some good Thanksgiving. It's good Thanksgiving food. Um, we're going to, I didn't intend for this to be a segue, but there's a great segue here. Um, we're going to talk about eating. Um, and being hungry and stuff. So I guess it's a, it's a good segue. But um, Ashton, we're going to read from Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. It's a little bit longer of a passage. So would you mind reading 31 through 40, and then I'll read the rest of it? All right. Great. I will get started. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. 
He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did you... When did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in person, see you sick or in prison, and go to visit you? And the, the king, king will, go ahead. The sorry. king will answer them. Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to the one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then you will say to those at his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for, by, for, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he'll answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to the one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into internal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. All right, Ashton. So what do you make of this passage? What, what are some uh, thoughts that stir up? Is there a particular part that gives you pause that you want to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, you know, as the hashtag week, uh, week of the sheep. Continues, week of the sheep. <laughs> verse 40. <laughs> when God says, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of these, at least one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you did for me. It's, it's almost like, the, to me, it's like the, it's a reminder of like the golden rule where, you know, do other, do unto others as you want done done to you, you know, treat others the way you would want to be treated. And it, may, it put this image into my head and this is a little bit of a side story. We have uh, new neighbors, like next door neighbors as of about a month ago. And we have Jenny and I have yet to like go over and kind of properly introduce ourselves to them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it brought this into my head. I was like, you know, if, if, what if it was like Jesus moving in next door? It's like, I feel like I, it's, it's, it's almost no different where it's like, I should go over there and introduce myself. I don't know why I'm being so apprehensive about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what God would want me to go over there and introduce my family to their family and 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 it's funny because this couple is about the same age as me and jenny or at least they look like it and they have kids about the same age as our kids so it's like what's what's stopping me it's like god wants me to go over there and introduce myself to them but i'm being apprehensive about it and i'm not being a very good neighbor about it and like man it was like a moment of reflection it's like man shame on me you know Yeah. Man, that is so good, Ashton, because 
I feel like what Jesus is doing here is, is saying, however you treat others, especially people who are weak, poor, prison, hungry, thirsty, um, however you treat them is how you treat me. Um, and then you take real life examples and you go, well, how do I, if Jesus were walking around here on earth, how ought I to treat him? You know, like, yeah. how, how would I want to be treating Jesus? And you have this picture in mind, whatever it looks like, bowing at his feet, worshiping him, having him over for dinner, going, following him everywhere, you know, like listening to him, right? Whatever you would say you would want to do around Jesus. If Jesus, if you had the gift, the pleasure to be able to have Jesus physically present with you, um, especially if Jesus was hurting or in trouble, you know? Um, and then you contrast that with the way that we normally treat our neighbors or people we come in contact with. Um, there's such a discrepancy between those two. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing like, for me. Because I could think to my, like, I think I, it's like every time I go over, like talk myself and I'll say, ah, he's outside. Maybe I should go say hi to him. And it's like, well, what if, what if he doesn't have the same interests I do? Or what if he's, you know, uh -huh. what if he's not like me? What if he's kind of weird? And it's like, no, you know, it's no different than like, what if that was Jesus out there? If Jesus was out there, I'd be like, hey man, you want to come inside and have a beer? Uh -huh. It's like, but why, why does it need to be so different? It's like, it's like you know. <laughs> no, if, if it was Jesus, you'd say, hey man, I've got a bunch of um, vats of water in the back. Could you turn them into beer? <laughs> 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 uh yeah to totally i yeah i know you see you know your neighbor is outside and you, you go it just seems like like completely different ballpark you don't you don't think of treating them like jesus the the way that you treat jesus and the way you treat your neighbors is just so different and yeah. and you don't think of treating other people like we're used to, I mean, there's this phrase of, I'm going to go be Jesus to people. You know, yeah. I, I'm being Jesus to people. And I think there could be some scriptural backing to that. I'm not saying that's totally incorrect. I'm just saying in a passage like this, Jesus flips it and says, no, your job is not to be Jesus to people. Your job is to treat other people like Jesus. You know, not what would Jesus do, but, but, you know, how would you treat Jesus if he was the person you're talking to right now? You know, how would you treat this person if they were Jesus? Um, and I think that's just kind of a flip. We, we kind of treat ourselves as if we are the, uh, the people who are representing Jesus to other people, which I agree that that's true. We, we should live like Jesus and we should represent Jesus in all of our actions. But in a passion like this, passages like this jesus kind of flips it on us and um that, that that kind of changed our perspective doesn't it well i know it's it's just like you know we're talking about like the golden rule but it's like it's like the golden rule in a whole different perspective where it's like man if if uh if i, if I was talking to that stranger it'd be one thing but if i have one conversation with them but uh if it was that stranger happened to be Jesus, then I'd probably be talking a little bit differently. Well then, yeah, then you probably should be talking though. <laughs> yeah. should be, you should be acting the latter then, you know? <laughs> uh -huh. There's a, there's a great story that kind of illustrates this is um, the road to Emmaus. Um, 
don't know if you remember this story, but um, it's after the resurrection and there's these two disciples who are walking along um, and they've kind of got their heads about hung low because they're all sad that Jesus got crucified. Jesus meets them on the road and, uh, and appears as a stranger to them and starts talking to them about the scriptures, about the Messiah, about all the things they're sad about. And they just have this great conversation with Jesus, not even knowing it's him. And then Jesus pretends like he's going to keep going and they invite him to stay and break bread with them, to have a meal with them. Say, come, come stay with us. Like, let's not end this conversation here. Like come in with us. And they express hospitality towards a stranger who they don't know is Jesus. And then Jesus breaks bread and they realize at that moment that it is Jesus. And as soon as they realize it's him, he disappears. And then it says they run back to Jerusalem where they came from to go tell the other disciples. And I wonder what that did to those disciples as they're running back to go. Now, every time I encounter a stranger, I'm going to just wonder if that's really Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you be kind of tricked into thinking that? Like, after yeah, Jesus- they're going to, they're going to second guess every single conversation they ever have. with everybody. Yeah. Wait, this, is this a test? Could this be really Jesus? You know? And I, I think uh, we would do well to follow that example too of um, if, the, if the person I'm talking to right now, if that person was really Jesus, how would I treat them differently? You know, mm-hmm. how would I speak differently to them? How would I, you know, especially the least of these, the people we wouldn't expect to receive great treatment, you know, um, mm-hmm. even people we don't know. I mean, now we kind of live in a globalized world, but um, how do we how do we treat people in a different country, people who are victims of war, even victims of our, you know, victims of war on America's behalf? You know, I don't, there's, how do we treat other people who appear to be strangers to us, especially people who are less fortunate and marginalized? Um, how do we treat those people? And how do we treat people right next door too? Um, and Jesus says he's going to judge us by that when he returns to go, um, I'm basically going to judge you by the ways that you, you treated each other, the way you loved each other. And, um, and so that's a, that's a high calling, I think. And I, I really love your example of your neighbor because it really brings it down to the really concrete and immediate um, implications for this passage. So thanks for that, Ashton. Yeah. So when are you going to talk to him? Well, probably uh, not today because it's raining. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about Friday. So, yeah, so that's true. I mean, that's true. We're recording maybe Friday. Well, maybe Friday if it's a sunny day, and we got a lot of leaves outside uh-huh. that still need to get picked up. So maybe, maybe I'll try and put that off uh-huh. and put that off, cleaning them up, and then maybe, uh, or maybe if I see them outside doing more leaf work, I'll try and do it around the same time and then uh, head over there. Yeah. Well, you've maybe, got, maybe, maybe his name will coincidentally be like Jesus or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It really is Jesus. Um, but we're recording this on a Sunday, the Sunday before. So you will have had like six days. So maybe by the time this podcast airs, you will have already talked to him. Wouldn't that be cool? So if yeah, that's yeah, the case, that cool. if that's the case, you got to give me a phone call or something and let me know how it goes. Um, if it's not the case, we'll have to follow up uh, next Friday and just talk about that. Um, and I've got to think about that too. Who, 
who do I need to um, treat more like Jesus in my own life and my, my neighbors? So maybe maybe coincidentally, his he comes from like a generation of like sheep herders or something like that. <laughs> He's a shepherd whose name is yeah. Jesus. His name, his name is Jesus. So <laughs> it'd be great. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining for this week's podcast, Ashton. Really appreciate our conversations. Hashtag Week of the Sheep. Um, so everybody who's listening, uh, just think of one person today um, who pick one person today. And when you interact with them, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your kid, whether it's the person on the side of the road that you see, whether it's your neighbor, um, just while you're talking to that person or interacting with that person or passing that person, just imagine for a second that they are the resurrected Jesus in the flesh. And you have an opportunity to go interact with Jesus by interacting with that person. How would that change your interactions with that person? And I would love, if you did this little experiment, uh, I would love to hear how it went for you. Send me an email and tell me the story of what happened, even if it's something small, like you just changed your attitude or you did like a little something. Tell me what it was, and um, I would love to include that on the podcast for next week. So go in peace, everybody. Enjoy uh, your Friday. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and we will be back with you on Monday. And who we got Monday for our – oh, man, Luis. Um, I'm really excited to have you guys uh, hear from him too. Go in peace. Talk to you later. Thanks, Ashton. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.